gonna show up on like my company and be like, um, Sarah, why were you doing a Zoom call at 10:54 p.m.? Yeah, what are you doing? Hopefully they don't see that because I literally have like it's I don't I don't know where those go. I'm I'm gonna be really honest, and they're gonna be like, oh, what's this video? And I <laughs> I saw her on Monday. Death no, you Masters. didn't. Yeah, no, you did she, not. She performed. Uh, did you go to a drag thing on Monday? Yeah, yeah, one of my friends was performing. Wait, she performed? She does drag? Or she performed a comedy bit? No, she did, like, drag thing, like, didn't talk at all. No way? Yeah, she was on Drag Race. What? Yeah, she didn't do, like, super well, but she made it, like, back onto the All-Star season because Wait, she was, like, a meme. how did I not know that? I know, but, yeah, because I just knew her as, like, the, and I, ooh. Yeah. Like a, like a YouTube person is what I figured. But Yeah. yeah I had masters. no idea that she was a drag queen. <laughs> uh, Good for her. Go off, uh-huh. sister. Love that energy for her. This town in Massachusetts, it's called Providence Town. And oh, yeah. It's gay central. And I went there last year and it was super rainy and dreary. But there was mm-hmm. a drag brunch going on. And the performers were out in the rain. And I was in absolute awe. <laughs> I was like, that is commitment. That is commitment yeah. to so many things that I simply wouldn't. I'm getting paid a full salary and I can't say I would ever go outside in the rain and talk to customers <laughs> in the rain ever, ever. Oh, my God. I don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> for real. Oh yeah. Scary being an adult. But yeah. So um, welcome to AA. So glad to have you on. I'm going to do a quick introduction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of how best to introduce you. I guess you're my, my first college boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. I want to welcome on my best friend from college. Got me through the very early days and the very late days and to present day, the king of the West Coast, hopefully introducing me to Miss Hillary Duff soon, um, Alex Margo, who is an absolute boss in the realm of engineering, being a Canadian, and Miss Congeniality right here, everyone. Beauty and grace. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. So excited. Oh, I <laughs> This has just been fun to be able to reconnect with people because I don't think I've actually seen, seen and talked to you in such a long time because you have an Android and I don't see your face. Oh, I know. Like, I see you on Snapchat. Snapchat that's yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, okay, well, Snapchat. Yeah. So it's upsetting. And hopefully we can go to Minnesota for 4th of July, me and Nick inviting ourselves per usual. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this year, the 4th of July, I'm in LA, but we'll, yeah. we'll find a time. PTO as an actual human is dreadful. Like, okay, who scheduled the 4th of July to be on a Monday? Who did that? Unbelievable. Rude. Unforgivable. Disrespectful. Switch it up. I get two weeks PTO. That's the right? same thing. And yeah, I just used half of that on a family vacation. Yeah, so. I'm using the full thing but in december like oh, all two weeks yeah. in december going to antarctica we're the adventure we're the adventure but <laughs> yeah i know when you're like booking your time for all of your time off it doesn't feel as much as it doesn't add it. up it doesn't compute no because then you don't have days of like okay i can actually get stuff done yeah or then when you're on vacation it's stressful because you're trying to plan things and do things and see things and so it really is not a break from anything your vacation yeah. is not a vacation it's also work. Okay, that is so dramatic and <laughs> so horrible of me to say out loud, but it's not. It truly isn't because you really get no rest. 
there's no rest for the wicked. Nope, not one bit. <laughs> not one bit. Not one <laughs> That's bit. That's why I got these massive bags under my eyes. <laughs> you and me both. And I've never had acne before. And all of a sudden, as a 23-year-old woman, I'm getting the acne. That's probably due to a plethora of reasons. But I largely attribute it to the stress that I incur at work. Oh yeah. Stress is a big one. That's how I always got my bad acne was from stress. Nothing else would cause it to break out. But as soon as I was in a stressful situation, it would be consistently one week after I was stressed, I would break. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a pimple on your face in my entire life, in my entire existence. I feel like that's a made up story, but if that's what you choose to believe... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then uh, sure, who am I? Who am I to negate uh, that story of yours? Moving on to the topic at hand, LA is your new home and your native land now. This podcast is essentially covering what it's like to move after graduation because this is the first time you haven't lived with your family, really, besides for college. And in college, you're kind of living with your friends. You don't really have that many places to go. You have the on-campus housing to go to, and everyone kind of knows what's good, what's not. You room with your friends, and you don't really care what situation you get into. Like, all of them are about equal. But this is the first time you're getting paid to go and be a human. You're trying to figure out, okay, how do I allocate that money? Where do I even move into a massive city? LA is massive, like huge, huge. How many neighborhoods are even in LA? Like, what are they called there also? Probably neighborhoods. I don't know, but LA is just a sprawled out city. So yeah, there's just countless little areas. Here a new one every day because I'm still learning, but. So you live in North Hollywood? Yes. So I'm in North Hollywood. It's actually quite a ways from Hollywood proper. There's a big set of hills that separate the two. Mm. Pretty accessible by car, at least. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you... There's no public transportation out there. Absolutely none. So if you don't have a car, what do you do? Having a car is pretty necessary. There's some public transportation, albeit not great. There's a subway system, which for some reason, having your final destination be somewhere near one of the lines, which is pretty rare, it's accessible. But Oh, uh, really? Yeah. It's not a thing that's used a lot or talked about. Yeah, I can't really say that I've heard of a train existing or a subway existing. And is it a train or a subway? Because I know in Chicago, yeah, in Chicago, Mm -hmm. there's this like elevated above the ground. And in Boston, it's above the ground. In New York City, it's below. But there's also below Mm -hmm. ones in Chicago. There's just a lot going on. And I prefer (laughs) the ones that are above the ground. The ones below the ground really freak me out. So no one really uses the subways in LA? I mean, not day to day, really. For the most part, it is cars, which leads to LA traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah notoriously horrible you learn after a while just to set time aside and you can kind of predict rush hour whatnot so how long do you spend in your car a day do you think so i've been work from home lately but when i do go on site my drive out to thousand oaks california (laughs) uh, which is even farther to the west of la is about 45 minutes and then my drive home gets up to somewhere near an hour, hour 15 sometimes. Okay, and how many miles away is it? That drive is, a lot of it is covering good amounts of ground. I think somewhere near 25 or 30 miles. Okay, that's not that bad Uh, then. But, I mean, you cruise the whole way, and then as soon as you get close to LA, it just locks up and... right. The last mile is horrible. (laughs) So is yours technically a reverse commute or is it still pretty bad both ways? It is technically a reverse. Yeah, it 
it's still bad both ways. Yeah, I would imagine because the traffic in Boston, when I'm leaving the city, there is a, what is it called when there's multiple people in one car? A carpool lane, I guess. Yeah. Is there like a fancy term? I don't know. There's a carpool lane that's in the center of the highway. And it's kind of weird because it's blocked off on both sides with like barriers. And those people just zoom down. And then the other side that's going into Boston is just traffic. Absolutely insane traffic. Because unlike LA, Boston's on a port. Like mm-hmm. there's one way in and one way out. (laughs) And so me leaving is no problem. Like my work is, I think also somewhere near like 25 miles away. And it takes me like 30 minutes to get, Mm -hmm. I get on the highway and I get off the highway. There's not really much side road activity. (laughs) Yeah. Like the reverse commute in my sense is very, very much so not the same as an actual commute. Like I would say it's probably a quarter of the amount of time that those people spend in their cars. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I'm only in there for like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. And th- mm, I feel I like that's the, uh, the upper range I'd like to go with going forward is like anything above 30 minutes. I'm investing too much of my day into just right. transport. Yeah. It's not fun, but been able to work from home a lot lately. So that's yeah, good. And that's honestly so nice. I wish that I was able to work from home more just because I really enjoy being able to throw in a load of laundry on a whim yeah. or do a, a little side chore or go on a run during lunch. I mean, I do work out sometimes during lunch at the office because we have mm-hmm. the luxury of having a gym. But okay. other than that, I really just prefer the sanctuary of my own home some days. I feel that. Yeah. Same thing with me, especially with laundry. That is the biggest game changer of work from home. I'm in an apartment building with 12 units and there is one washer and dryer between the 12 units. Wait, so you don't have in-unit washer and dryer. Oh, Wait, no. So explain your setup to me. So there's 12 units. Is it like motel style? Like, how is that? Yeah, I guess a uh, motel style is probably the best way to describe it. Two floors, each unit has a external door to outside, and then there's kind of a shared balcony that goes along the front of all of the second floor units, and that's where I am. So when you walk into your apartment, what mm-hmm. what do you see? Like you're greeted oh, by yeah. what? So we walk. Are are you saying into the building or my unit? Wait, so, so do you? There is no walking is there, into the building. That's what I was gonna say. I, yeah, like it's a walk up. Mm-hmm. Like you walk to, into your apartment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh I'll walk walk up to the building, go up some stairs, and then yeah, my door is right there. No no other doors to go through, which is nice for uh, having people around. They can come right up to the door and right you know, knock, say what's up. But yep. Yeah. Not knock, just walk in. <laughs> One or the other. They, they'll pick their poison. They can decide what they walk in on. Oh my God. Yeah. So it hasn't been as big of a problem as I thought it would be. The biggest thing is it's coin laundry and it is $2 a machine. No way. So it is $4 for a load of laundry, which adds up fast. Holy. So how many, I don't even I honestly don't do laundry as much as mm-hmm. I should. And I have in unit <laughs> laundry. Like I probably do laundry once a week. And mm, mm-hmm. I probably should wash my sheets once a week, but I don't do that. Um, I probably wash my sheets and towels every other week. Don't ask me how long it's been to wash my sheets. I literally, <laughs> ooh, it's so gross. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like also, I sleep on top of the comforter. So it's like, Am I, am I using the sheets? Am I? Yeah. The, pillow? That's... the pillowcase? Yeah. 
Maya. <laughs> and do I rotate the pillows? I do. But yeah. then I'm getting, you know, it's, I just don't do it enough. Okay, anyways, so you use $4 for a load. Yeah, so it's kind of learned to ration it out a little bit, you know, time up my bank runs also to get the quarters. It's not super doable if I'm not work from home, just because right. someone else will swoop in on it on the weekends and whatnot, especially if you're trying to do multiple loads. But So is it like in college, if you leave your <laughs> clothes in the washer machine and your time times out and someone takes out your wet clothes and leaves them on top of the wet, like on top of the dryers, do people do that as an adult? Uh, Could you imagine? It has happened. Mm-hmm. It has happened a few times. And uh, I try my best not to do it. I will give usually like two hours. Mm-hmm. If I see someone's stuff is in there, because then I'm like, oh, okay, time to finish up whatever cycle it's on. And then also time to remember and be yeah. able to grab it. But yeah, there's been a few times that I've been like five minutes after it finished up or something. And mm-hmm. my stuff is in a pile. But mm. I don't know. It's a hard deal when <laughs> that's all you can do. But, right. Yeah. Oh. It's tough. Wait, so I interrupted you when you walk into your apartment door. Yes. So you so, clearly don't have a doorman. You are the doorman. <laughs> oh, yes. So you will walk in and be greeted by my living room. The living room was put together probably 90% by Facebook Marketplace and Ikea. Perfect. Great. Um, Love that. Resourceful. And then I have a kitchen kind of tucked a little bit behind the living room. That connects to a little storage room, if you will. Oh, that's uh, so nice. You have a storage room. Well, it, <laughs> less of a storage room and more of a hallway with closets. Mm, good. Uh, from the little storage room, you get into the bathroom, the bedroom, mm. the living room, and the kitchen. Hmm, very so it's, versatile. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, able to be in a one bed, which is really nice, especially moving to a new city. I didn't want to have to take a random roommate right away. I was a little pressed for time for finding a place. So, yeah, going with the one bed was definitely the move. Paying a little bit more, but I am very thankful for privacy and just having my own space. I completely resonate with that. But the thing is with me, if I didn't find roommates, I wouldn't be living in South Boston because I wouldn't have even thought about where to live. So how did you figure out that you wanted to live in North Hollywood? Yes. My mom and I, right after graduation, scheduled a trip to come out here, do apartment shopping. was super happy my mom came along because I had never really done this before. And she had a lot of tips on like what to look out for. What were her tips? A lot of it was, you know, check how long the lease is, if they'll do a six month lease. Is there in-unit laundry? Which I hadn't thought a ton about. And, right. Uh, what... Parking. If you're going to have your car and Everyone in LA has their car. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of finer details. But back to your question, the trip, we came out here, didn't really know anything. It was recommended from my work to live up in uh, San Fernando Valley or just the valley as people call it. So it is, yeah, a little separate from the rest of LA, but it is nice because prices are usually a little cheaper Mm -hmm. and it's a little slower going. So a little quieter. Yeah, that's Uh, nice. We literally just combed through neighborhoods and kept going. That's, wait, so you didn't look on Zillow or apartments.com or anything? We did, we did. And that brought us into areas. And I think one brought us to North Hollywood. And both me and my mom agreed that it was a great area to be. It's right off the highway I take to work. It's pretty accessible Mm -hmm. to the rest of LA. There's a 
cute little area with like a bunch of restaurants and bars I can walk to. So yeah, when we saw North Hollywood, then the literal combing of every street in the arts district happened. Wow. Where we went up and down and left and right down every street and called every number we saw. Wow. Yeah. It was miserable. But so ultimately, is that how you found your apartment? Yep. Yeah. Wow. It was just we randomly drove by, called the number, were able to schedule time to go in, take a look. And that was that. That's insane. So you literally just saw the building and you're like, oh, that would be cool to live there. Called the yeah. number, showed up, toured it, signed. Yeah. And so there was a. What was the span, like the process? So the our, our trip was, I think, something like four or five days long. And you were walking the streets for the entire time of that? So we, we rented a car. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like yeah. walking the street, like, you know but, what? I mean. <laughs> yes, we were, it was seriously like four days full of, I'd be on my phone in the car while my mom drove around, vice versa, of trying to call places, looking on, you know, apartments.com, Zillow, all that. Yeah. Uh, just trying to find options. And there was a lot and we we did get in and tour a decent amount. Yeah, this one turned out to be our, our favorite option. It was uh, newly renovated, which is nice. And yeah, I'm happy with it. Hopefully gonna live here another year. So right, right. Mm-hmm. And then of your newfound income, because when you see your salary that you're given, and you're like, wow, I'm making so much money. How did you, cause I know there's a million rules on how you figure out how to budget. And you said that you're spending a little bit more and you don't have to tell mm-hmm. me your income or anything like that. Oh yeah. But how did you figure out, okay, this was the max that I was willing to pay. This is what I'm factoring utilities in for, because I know with some places mm-hmm. that are managed by a property group, as opposed to a landlord will pay for your your utilities in your lump sum with your rent. So how did you kind of calculate all of that? Yeah, so I knew the utilities I would have to pay were gas, electricity, and internet. So I had a good idea of what that would cost just from, I don't know, those are fairly standard. Right. So then, yeah, I I tried to use the 30% slash one third rule and Mm -hmm. ended up a bit above, but I knew like right away, I was fortunate not to have many like student loans outstanding or and that's on being a student athlete everyone (laughs) oh I wish it was from that but uh yeah it was it was just kind of ballparking on that and then when I found this place I knew that the extra budget I'd be spending I could save on you know things like gas being in a a good location, save money on Ubers because I can walk to some of the restaurants and bars around. And then we were able to negotiate getting the first month of the lease free. So, Oh, wow. How did you do that? We basically told them since we were on such a short timeline, we were like, hey, we'll be in, we'll sign the papers tomorrow, but we'd like to get one month free. Wow. Um, So it was basically the fact that we were able to jump on it right away and kind of assert like, we will sign on this. We will get you the deposit. We just need. And then was your deposit like first month, last month? Well, you obviously didn't pay first month, but your first paying Mm -hmm. month, was it first month, last month broker fee? I think it was just first and last. Yeah. At this point, I guess it was like a year back. I know it's crazy to think that it was a year ago. I know. Isn't that insane? Like we've been living in these places for nearly a year. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'm at just about the 11th month, 11 month mark. Yeah. Insane. It's crazy. crazy. And it's crazy to me because like, this is the first 
I mean, I've always lived in very suburban rural areas mm-hmm. and you have too. coming yeah. from Minnesota, going to school in Ohio. And now I'm in Boston, you're in LA. How many times have you even been to LA prior to moving there? So aside from the trip to apartment shop, one time when I was probably 10. No way. Uh, I think is it. So it was very much sight unseen. I had heard good things, of course. I mean, you see LA everywhere, but right. uh, so just kind of made the jump and here we are. <laughs> That's insane. And so obviously going to school together and spending a lot of the time in engineering and yeah. understanding that our options were kind of limited with the career advising that we had at school. How did you, did you just start applying to jobs and end up in LA? Were you targeting LA? Like, what was the thought process there? Was it just a happy accident that this is where you ended up? It really was. And it's uh, the most interesting thing is been doing the regular job shopping, going through websites, you know, kind of combing through, sending out a ton of emails, whatnot, did a lot of applications, and then was inspired by Sarah herself to up my LinkedIn game. When I did that, there was a friend of a friend who had worked at this company I had heard about called Project Pharma. Um, She no longer worked there, but I noticed we had a mutual connection. So I just reached out, said, hey, interested in learning more about your like company kind of gave the basics of who I am. She got back to me and just said like, oh, send me your uh, resume. I'll forward it to HR. And before you know it, I'm interviewing. Yeah, um, it's honestly such a, as soon as you start reaching out to like people of people that you may know, yeah, all the balls start rolling and you're like, what the heck? Like my mother's grandmother's deceased cousin <laughs> just asked. Oh my God. Like what? Yeah, it was crazy. So then, yeah, I was interviewing for like another position at the time in Cincinnati. And this was a position that I got offered is a Chicago-based company, Project Mm -hmm. Pharma. And their whole thing is it's pharmaceutical consulting. So Mm -hmm. they have clients across the US and pair you up with a client, usually somewhere that you're at least open to living. So in the interview process, I had mentioned some of the areas I was interested in. I said, oh, at the time I was dating someone in Ohio. So I had to ask about that, ask about Minnesota, because that's where I'm originally from, and then said I was open to the coast, because it always sounded exciting in my mind, and I figured, if not now, then when. So it wasn't actually until I got the job offer that I knew that it would be in LA. So Absolutely then, crazy. Yeah, at that point, I asked them for a little time and accepted, said I'm going to LA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you have to do. And Yeah. Honestly, it's so upsetting because, guys, Alex is one of the smartest people I've ever met and is so humble and would never say that. (laughs) And honestly, like, listen to him. He is such a catch and everyone would be so blessed to have the honor to work with him. But it's tough out there. Like, it is so hard getting any sort of feedback, let alone an interview with a company Mm -hmm. is huge. Even a rejection is huge. Taking the time to let you know that, hey, you didn't get it. That's also huge. But no, when you get the offer for the job and you're kind of just like, it's in a city I've never been before. I went there when I was 10 and I think I like it. Like I, I, I'm open (laughs) to it. That's exactly how I was about Boston. I've been to Massachusetts Mm -hmm. a few times growing up, never to the city though. And I'd always been drawn to Boston and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try it and see if I can get a job there and I'll move there and I'll figure it all out. And it's, it's tough out there. It is tough. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But I mean, it also kind of works out in the end to where 
even if it's not your top choice, you find things to love about anywhere that you are. Right. Uh, some places more than others. It, it may not be the path you thought you would take, but that doesn't mean it's not a good one or even the best. Oh, right. So what are your favorite things about living in LA? Like what are your top, what's your top list? Okay. I will say probably top of my list overall is the food. LA is like a huge melting pot of a ton of different cultures. So, and also people that like to, you know, be critical of food here and there. Mm. So if it's not a good restaurant, it probably won't survive. Oh, wow. Uh, So there's a lot of really good restaurants that I've gotten to try out. Some other things I love about LA is just like the vastness of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've never lived somewhere that I can just go like two streets down and feel like I'm in a completely different city. So that's amazing. And then also uh, the queer community here is amazing. Found myself really good friends through going to some of the gay bars, joining a gay volleyball league. Um, You joined a gay volleyball league finally? I did. Yes. I've used about it forever. Oh, yeah, it was a it was a quick one. It was six weeks. We'd meet on Sundays. But yeah, it was fun. I took your recommendation and did it. Was it sand volleyball or was it yes. inside volleyball? It's so fun. I know. And I, I played a lot growing up just with friends in the summer. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to do that. But yeah, just like having that community where I could kind of plug myself in and meet people was awesome. Definitely. And is that kind of how you've been making your friends is just going out to different groups and figuring out okay this is what I like doing I want to spend time with people that also like doing that so hopefully Mm -hmm. they're out doing these things like obviously playing sports is a huge way of meeting people that's how I met my best friends in Boston so is that kind of been your current surge have you tried like bumble bff or anything like that right when I got out here I did try bumble bff but (laughs) yeah I know I was like, uh, there's a, I don't know. It was, you it was saw me on regular experience. Bumble and now you see me on Bumble BFF. Don't get, get confused because yeah. I am on both. Oh my God. So that was a bit of a flop for me, but yeah, I guess my big ones were the volleyball league where I was able to meet some nice people. The league was like a little short. And since our teams were of like seven, it was a little harder to meet people with that league. Right. But still a ton of fun and made some good connections and then uh honestly just going out to bars this is not something i expected of myself moving out here but i kind of told myself hey you're gonna go out to bars and you're just gonna talk to whoever Alyssa." um (laughs) that is not like i don't know why that's surprising to you because it is not surprising to me that you would do that oh my god that is such an alex thing i just remember (laughs) sitting in like the dining halls at school and anyone would pass by and you're like oh you want to take a seat you, you want to sit down and I was like Alex who is this person and you're like oh one time I brushed their elbow at the bar that I was at last yep. night and I'm like what are you talking about yeah but uh and I did that exact same thing here where it was uh I just kept my eyes and ears open when I meet people and then mm-hmm. you know see them again meet some of their friends, kind of keep branching throughout that. Ended up with like a few different friend groups that way. Yeah, there's my group that does a bunch of like board games and video games here and there, which is a lot of fun. And then there's another group that is more into going out, going mm-hmm. to bars. So it's it's good to have both. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. Great to be able to switch it up and kind of take it in stride. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. I'm working on finding a balance of that going out and staying mm-hmm. in and finding wholesome things to do. Luckily, the girls that I've become friends with are kind of on the same page. They're a little bit older than I am. So like yeah. as much as they do enjoy going out, they do like doing wholesome activities like having picnics on the beach and whatnot. So yeah. Trying to find that balance is also super, super hard because you have all of this money now and you're like, I don't have homework. I don't have things to stress about on the weekend. Why not blackout three days in a row? <laughs> like, what, what do I have to lose? It's kind of hard to strike that balance, but also uh, just with how expensive going out can oh get, my it God. kind of has set that balance a little bit for myself. Yeah. In that, like, I will limit myself like, okay, I can't go out simply because of the financials. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It works out. Uh, friends are usually wanting to go out here and there. And then other nights, I mean, we'll grill out. We'll do a little mm-hmm. game night, something to just hang around and have yeah. a good time without getting shit faced at yeah. the bar. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. So how much is a drink at the bars there? So you find your spots. And that's <laughs> what I've found is I, I've been known to be a bit thrifty some might say yeah frugal stingy but yeah I've I've found great places that have you know good happy hours good drinks so at some of my favorite haunts a drink is like six seven dollars nothing too wild yeah and then anywhere that is in a like major area or there's a lot going on it's gonna be like 12 and there was one night where I went out, got a well gin and tonic, mm-hmm. $18. Mm-hmm. That sounds like Boston. That's yep. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> like no matter where you go, you'll go to a dive bar, $18. Yep. You'll go out to a oh club. Oh my God. $18. I'm like, where is this coming from? Where, like, where oh, is no. this money? Is this money floating in from the Boston Tea Party? <laughs> or did, did people sink barrels of money and we're just able to collect it from the Boston Harbor? I'm very confused where this money is coming from. I, and I guess that's one thing I have to be fortunate about is that there is a range. Mm-hmm. But also LA is so spread out that it makes like bar hopping in that sense, like nearly impossible. Right. Unless you're willing to, you know, pitch in for an Uber and cat across yeah town. how much are ubers then oh god because uh, i remember you telling me about an uber when you were coming yes. home from the airport and it was like something egregious like a hundred dollars yeah so rides from the airport because i'm about as far in la as you can get of course of course because uh, why not yeah get up to be that much and then i know there's some nights like out in west hollywood if you're there to bar close you know max exodus of people trying to get home at 2 a.m surge pricing has hit me quite a few times with a hundred dollars i have tried to wait it out it has gotten to like 3 30 in the morning where i'm like okay i just need to get home like yeah swallow my pride get it for like 80 or whatever so. yeah Oof. Oof. yeah now that i have a group of friends usually someone will you know volunteer to drive oh that's stay nice. sober and then we don't have to deal with it oh that is so nice that is a, yeah. that is a good friend group I need to find a friend group <laughs> like that so uh, is that is that what you would consider the not your I won't say the worst part but you're mm-hmm. not your favorite part of living in LA yeah I think the expenses and just how spread out everything is mm-hmm. are both a bit frustrating. The expensive part, I just try to put out of mind as much as I can right now, just because I know all of my essentials, like I'm budgeting enough money for that, you know, have a roof over my head and enough food to eat. And then it's just the extra stuff that I just can't go crazy with. So it's right. like, okay, 
this is like, I don't know, I'm just having to restrict myself on wants. And even with that, like a few degrees out on my wants, like I'm not throwing money around, but I just need to not have too much fun. Yeah, it's you need to be at least cognizant of what you're throwing your card down for. It's kind of a lot to do because you don't want to tell your friends no, that you can't do something Mm -hmm. or that you can't go on a trip to go and see your friends because it's too expensive and all like it's tough. Yeah, very tough. The good thing is, is just just like you said, a lot of my friends are older than me. They've all been there, at least in some regard. So a lot of them have been like very understanding, like we'll all be trying to save somebody here and there. But yeah, just like pick the nights that we want to ball out a little more and actually like enjoy without worrying too much. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that is part of the Zen and balance that is adulthood. <laughs> but what now, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is an adulthood? I'm very unsure. We're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. No. So final question, because I don't want to occupy your whole evening. Um, just the majority of it, not the whole, not the whole thing, just <laughs> most of it. What is the thing that surprised you most? when you moved to LA and it could be good. It could be bad. And it could just be like kind of indifference. I think what surprised me is just for LA specifically, how many people really do work in media. I have friends that, you know, work for game shows, steady cam operators, actors. What? Yeah. People are all over in the industry. It's very, very much present. I thought it was going to be more of a, it's there, but you know, small percentage of people. But I've heard of roles I didn't know super much before. So yeah, I guess that was surprising. And then beyond that, it's just you will find people like you no matter where you go. It's just a matter of like how many there are and when you find them. But That is very true. Yeah, I've met like a decent amount of people from Ohio. I have a friend that's from Cincinnati, which is crazy. Of course, everyone's from Ohio. Everyone has lived in Ohio. Yeah, just a small world in that regard. Yeah, honestly, it really is. And I like that sentiment of you will always find people that are like you. It just takes time Mm -hmm. because I know that you and I were super eager to meet people and be with people as soon as we moved to our cities. And that was almost debilitating going mm-hmm. through my first summer not knowing anyone and just going places yeah. alone, which I consider myself an extrovert. I don't think yeah. I'm as extroverted as you are in the sense that I don't just go up and talk to people and <laughs> hang out with them. I, uh, take, I take a little bit of warming up um, yeah. to get in there. Uh, I at least have to know one or two people before I'm like all bubbly and normal. Yeah, it is, it is tough. And Mm-hmm. I, I guess with the unexpected aspect of not realizing how many people were in media, I yeah. think I would still be in awe even hearing that, going and having someone tell me that their job is just to be a cameraman. Because that takes, how do you, I do you, <laughs> would you go to school for that? Like, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure what qualifications go in. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I couldn't imagine getting into that somehow they did (laughs) honestly and there's some great camera work like a lot of great Mm -hmm. music videos that I've seen that there's some scenes where the camera like goes into a mirror and then it ends Mm. up looking back at them I'm like 
that is literally the most creative thing I think I've ever viewed in my entire life. And the fact that someone just did that blows my mind. Yeah, I know. It's always interesting when I hear about friends working on projects of stuff that I've heard of or seen. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing to have a desk job and feel like you're the odd one out. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, And obviously, like, that's the rundown of, like, the circles I run in. Right. But, like, over and over, I've just met people that work in film, work in television. Oh, that's so uh, cool. All kinds of things. And, yeah, it's it's just interesting to hear about an inside perspective on it. Would you ever consider doing something like going into the film industry and doing some sort of engineering in some capacity? I think it would be cool. It's a very hard industry to break into where you're going to be putting in insane hours right away to just try to get your foot in and get ahead. With things like work, I am less competitive and I Mm -hmm. value like cooperative environments. Yes. So I think something like that would kind of tear me apart on the inside. Yeah. I think if friends wanted to do side projects and it was all just for fun, <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, um, something like this podcast. <laughs> oh, but of course. <laughs> love, uh, love. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's more of a commitment than I would want to put in for, oh, yeah. for how much I'm invested in wanting that. I think it would be cool, but it's just the people that that's been their dream, whatnot, go for it and can make it because they have that fire and I don't know I feel like it's not for the the faint of heart <laughs> oh no no and every time I hear the phrase faint of heart my brain mm-hmm. just goes fart <laughs> just like, combine them together I'm like why oh does my, my brain do that the fart the faint of heart <laughs> like okay what is wrong uh, with you okay but this is actually my final final question I was because I was kind of expecting you to say that the most surprising thing was that you had to get a refrigerator oh my god that was ridiculous. So yeah, little known fact to me is that <laughs> most of the apartments I looked at, at least in LA, do not come with a refrigerator. That's insane. Crazy. <laughs> so I had to go on Facebook Marketplace, comb through, find a refrigerator across town while we still had our U-Haul for moving me in. And my dad and I had to bring it down a flight of stairs and up a flight of stairs, mm. which almost severed our relationship completely but (laughs) we made it through the refrigerator is working quite wonderfully despite one bump on a corner and a sliced finger on my end you still have her oh yeah oh wait she's all faithful not your finger the refrigerator oh yes of course (laughs) yep and i was like i don't want to do the mini fridge or like a super tiny one i need something real so yeah, now I own a refrigerator, so. Wow. Yay. A possession. <laughs> my, my first gem. Dude. My first stone. That's like in uh, one of those, like, adventure games where you do a new accomplishment. Oh, uh, like, yeah. My first inventory. Yeah, get your little achievements going. Oh, my God. Honestly, that's what I should do when I make um, yeah. the pin for this video. I'm going to mm. do it with you as your Animal Crossing <laughs> character. And it's going to be like when you hold up a bug. And it's <laughs> like, I caught it. It's going to be your refrigerator. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I love it. But yeah, that was seriously just hell trying to figure that out. And now that's honestly part of the way or part of the reason I'm staying in this apartment oh. is I don't want to move it yeah I don't blame you that yeah there's honestly 
just me thinking about having to move a refrigerator, whether it's full or empty, no, no, it's a no. It's a quick no. Hard no by me. Um, I think when I move out of this place, whenever it is, I'll just try to sell it again and make those people bring it out. Not a bad idea. Um, and then look for a place that has one included next time. But I don't know. It was miserable, but an investment. <laughs> Nonetheless, not a good one, but nope, it is steadily declining in value. Oh yeah. And that's that's on exponential decay. And <laughs> not of the decay of food in the fridge, of the decay in value of the refrigerator. Oh yes, but of course. Hopefully avoiding <laughs> the decay in the fridge. Had some questionable pineapple earlier, but mm. that's that's another story. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> no. It's in my stomach, but <laughs> so it will be somewhere later probably <laughs> hopefully somewhere predictable <laughs> but no i'm so glad that you were able to come on yeah i was happy to talk about my LA. new experiences with la and hopefully people learn a bit from what i've done right and wrong <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's just a lot of learning and I don't think at this point I'm willing to accept that anything is right or wrong it's Mm -hmm. just the most efficient way and the least efficient way (laughs) yeah and everything in between if it's slower now I might teach you more that you avoid in the exactly yeah exactly Learn, (laughs) learn from your mistakes and I don't know just roll with it honestly that's all you can do is that's my motto at the moment is roll with it no one knows what they're doing no one, oh, not no one does. Yeah, there's so much faking it till you make it. And it's, I don't know, I'm riddled with cliches right now. Aren't, but, aren't we all? Now we're adults. We, we are cliched. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really true. Like, you can't plan your steps too much in front of you. You just have to keep your eyes on the, the destination and kind of follow your intuition of what forks in the road will bring you closer to that. It's, it's true. And there's a lot of forks. There's a lot of forking forks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of forking forks. Again, I'm very happy that you were able to join. I love you so much. Yes, love you. I need to, I need to get out to LA. I need to do it. Yeah. Again, PTO, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I know that's the big kicker, but maybe we'll get a long weekend. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll come out for the fourth of July. Can we do it? I'll do uh, it. Don't make me. I'll I'll do it. Might just have to. But yeah, thank you so much for uh, for having me. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm.